Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese and I'm joined today by Danny and Dan. We uh, we have all managed to stay awake, I believe, is uh, <laughs> after what was uh, probably one of the worst Monaco Grand Prix in living memory for me, at least in my uh, in mid twenties. It's the worst one I've ever seen. It's definitely one of the most boring for the last couple of weeks. It's um. It's the most disappointing to me. Uh, first of all, starting off with Leclerc, uh, Leclerc's um, do not start, do not start today. That was super disappointing. I would love to see a Leclerc Verstappen battle in Monaco, in Charles' hometown, but we were forbidden of that. Um, and uh, then just the madness of qualifying yesterday, have it cut short, have some good times taken away. It was just very, very disappointing uh, weekend. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the, the, the poopiest ones we've had over the last couple of years. Uh, uh, you know, like like Danny said, you know, we were robbed of Charles uh, up front with Bottas and Verstappen, and then we were robbed of Bottas racing full stop. So it was a bit a uh, bit poop. Yeah, Monaco's broken in modern F one. There's uh, there's no way of getting around that. It's impossible to overtake. I mean, we saw apart from the first lap, the only time cars got side by side was when Vettel was coming out the pits. It's a one-stop race because the tyres are so all too durable for it. Uh, it's just, it doesn't feel like, it, it, despite its history, it should be on the calendar anymore with modern F1 cars. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, it's nice to see Monaco back after two years, but um, the same thing in 2018, 2019, today. You don't have to be the fastest car in the front. You just have to be in that spot. So track position matters and... And that just leads to the boredom of that race. That's it, exactly. It's, you know, it it was okay when the cars were half the size, half the speed, more equal, they had better racing, and you can actually fit two cars side by side. But now it's just become a, like a, it, they used to call it the jewel of F1, but now it's become like the novelty of F1. It's like we have to go back to Monaco because it's tradition no longer really a grand prix weekend it's more of a contractual obligation um everyone has to go there it's like a hr seminar from monaco it's uh <laughs> but who wants to who wants to go to it it's, it's just pointless now i i do I, I i would still love to to enjoy a weekend in monaco a formula one weekend that'd be that'd be fantastic well i'm the american <laughs> but if you're watching at home on your sofa like everyone else in the world no joy to it no, definitely not. Exactly. It wouldn't be too bad if you lived, obviously, close to or in France where you could jump over, like, you know, you took like an hour trip or whatever, and you're going to do the casino, you're going to do the whole F1 experience with all the uh, paddock tours and all that sort of stuff. All that. Like, as a weekend, yeah, viewing it on TV, it's like watching paint dry. Actually, Dulux white paint might have been more interesting to watch dry than that race. White paint on a white piece of paper would have been more interesting. Yeah. Um, Other brands are available. Yeah, Dulux do not sponsor us. Apex Strike sponsor us, and we'll talk about them later. Um, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's such a, why, it's such a struggle to, to find anything positive about going to Monaco at the moment. Yeah, qualifying day is great. Oh, the glitz and the glamour. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, it was like they had to, to make 
the race and the coverage seemed interesting. They did an interview with Serena Williams after the race. And that probably cracks the top five moments of the race because <laughs> nothing else happened. I mean, we'll go through the key points. At the start, of course, no Leclerc. And so Verstappen just came over all aggressive, blocked off Bottas. There you go. That's the, that's the battle for the lead done. All he's got to do now is not crash and not have a terrible pit stop. Oh, just like Mercedes. Uh, and then mm. Bottas. <laughs> yeah, then Bottas had a terrible pit stop. Um, what was... I've, I don't know if that was... I mean, as weekends go, that's got to be one of the worst Mercedes weekends going. It's definitely up there with uh, when they screwed up George's pit stop because that was, that was just a shit. Like what? Like I'm not being funny. They're a, the they're meant to be the best team in F1, winning like X amount of consecutive championships, constructor championships, drivers championships. But yet we can't change four wheels. I mean, it was a they're behind. They're now behind the tra- drivers and constructors championships. Oh, can we talk about the start about uh, Max's super aggressive move at the at the beginning? Yeah. And how he, um, if if Lewis was there, obviously I don't, I don't, I think that move would have been a little bit different, maybe, maybe not. But uh, it's it's very interesting to see the the confidence that Max has, that he can put his car in a place like, hey, I dare you to hit me, I dare you to knock me out of the race, and it's very very center like, and I'm sure a lot of Max's fans would would love to hear that um, that comparison, but center was the same way. See, I don't disagree. I disagree a little bit. I think it looked more aggressive than what it actually was. Like, he got a better start than Bottas. He had an extra couple of feet his way. There there was no way that Bottas was ever going to get in front of Max with Leclerc not in his good space. Max Max did have wheel spin at the the launch. And and Bottas Bottas had a better jump. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's one of Bottas' strengths, yeah, but I, I just think the fact that there was no one there, it did. Like, the fact that the clerk wasn't there, I think it made it a bit more aggressive. But I, I, I also don't think that if Lewis was in the space that Bottas was, he would have perhaps done it as aggressively. I think he knew Bottas would bitch out and not even try anything. Because yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I can tell you now, there's an eighty percent chance Lewis would have took them both out. Yeah, but who, who knows? You know, we've had already a couple instances this year. Imola first turn um, and Barcelona, where Max stuck his elbows out and mm. and you know claimed that corner in a way. But um, just just very aggressive driving. Uh, you know, I kind of was yelling at the TV at the time, <laughs> kind of pissed off. But well, it was a good move. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the um, it was all good driving from Max and. I mean, it was a perfect weekend really for him because Hamilton was nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it was a very poor, poor qualifying by Hamilton. Yes, very poor. Yeah, let's let's, let's just say that the uh, the highlights of our race week or race weekend or race day even have been uh, Danny cleaned his kitchen and I had a nap. Um, it smells fantastic, <laughs> and I slept well. So you know, it's been a good Sunday, other than the uh, other than the. The thing that we you're ready to listen to us about today. I, I, I do have to say how boring this Monaco race was. I am more excited about NASCAR at Coda today. 
Well, um, yes, there was a, a truck series race was at, uh, in mm. Austin. Yeah. And that was uh, very interesting to see three wide on turn one. And, and it started to rain as well. And just seeing their lower skill handle the rain. But whatever. This is Formula One. Let's talk about Formula One. I just want to give a shout out to NASCAR and um, the NASCAR fans and, and, the, and the great. I, I didn't manage to watch the track race. I managed to watch the Xfinity, Xfinity race. Yeah. Uh, but that was about it. Yeah, in, in addition to the list of series that had better races than Formula One, uh, F2. F2 was brilliant. Can we just can we do an F2 podcast instead? Because F2 was brilliant this weekend. They had a wet race. Oh, we were saying how there was a need for sprinklers at Monaco. Yeah, it's a need for sprinklers for sure. That's a brilliant Bernie idea. <laughs> yep. It was a brilliant Bernie idea, and I feel we should have listened yeah. to it. We should have given Bernie more credit. Yeah, but Bernie was probably getting kickbacks from some sprinkler company to make, to make the idea <laughs> or he'd just gone and brought shares and stocks and sprinklers yeah bernie owns bq <laughs> uh, that's it that, that that's that's what it is bernie only don't get me wrong like he he, he did have f1 in mind a majority of the time but it was bernie knew exactly what he was doing i'll tell you what yeah get bernie just send bernie with his uh his bnq ownership and he'll go around with sprinklers and building little walls at the edge of the track. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but no, it was a shocking race. The, the, the fact that we're struggling to find anything decent enough to talk about other than F2, NASCAR, and uh, to be fair, we haven't spoken about IndyCar. That's going to be quite good. Um, yeah, I'm watching the... We're, we're currently recording this during the uh, the Fast 9 shootout for uh, Pole at Indy. Um, <laughs> How's the boy Pietro doing? <laughs> but it's hard to talk. It's hard to talk about that at the moment because it's it's happening. Yeah. Um, so we'll take a little break from the uh, from reviewing the race just to uh, announce our sponsorship, which is uh, once again brought to you by Apex Tracks, three D printed track wall art to get your choice of any track on the F one calendar and many more three uh, D printed and color of your choosing. Uh, head to Apex Tracks. Dot com. That's A-P-E-X-T-R-A-X-S dot com. And uh, back to the action-packed Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> I'll tell you, we'll, go, we'll work our way through the field. We'll, uh, we'll go from the uh, we'll go from the front, we'll work our way to the back. So, first of all, Max Verstappen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... Five-star performance. All you can say is it was perfect, and he was, he was one of the temps, uh, one and a half temps up... Uh, before Leclerc crashed, and of course that meant him qualifying second, but de facto pole with Leclerc failing to start. Yeah, but that 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 was a very big and poor mistake from Ferrari. Like, what what would it have been if they had to change something out? Well, like five or ten. This is the thing. Bonotto said what happens to Leclerc wasn't actually anything to do with the gearbox. It was a drive shaft, and it was not an issue of something that was already in place should we say like it was saying they could they saying they were replaced like for like yeah but i i don't i don't trust, I don't him. trust him of course not hmm. i just don't and dr- i don't i don't trust him the, the the fact that that was the first thing that they were coming out saying oh it's not the gearbox it's 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 something completely irrelevant to the crash is just stupid it's it's very poor from them that as statements as behavior goes it was as shifty as a uh Italian Eurovision contest and yeah. it was a uh... oh mate let's not even go 
that that's that we we should do a whole different podcast on how we got zero points and mugged off in the Eurovision. Yeah, when you. <laughs> yeah, we'll carry on down the orders. Um, Carlos signs. Yeah, I mean, very good drive. Five star, five star again from Danny. I mean, he was another one who could have been on pole. Another, another one who could have been on pole, and um, it, it was just it's, it's hard to talk about a good drive. When all he has to do was drive around, not be overtaken, not crash, and have a good pit stop, and deal with those things. Did all the fundamentals right? Fundamentals right. Same with Lando Norris in third, mm-hmm. um, except for well, Lando lapped his teammate. I mean, that that takes some go. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, yeah, I had to actually look at, I had, I had to look at the timing, and when they said he's passed it, I was like, for real? Like, how did that happen? He's almost apologetic in going past him as well. Yeah, he did. He raised his hand up. That's a uh, that's the. Third career podium each, isn't it? Carlos and Sainz. I mean, um, Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris. Yes. Yeah, I think it is. Carlando. Carlando. <laughs> um, from Carlando to Sergio Perez. Now, that was a good drive. That was one you can say was a good drive. He met, he extended the strategy. He did all the hard work. The only thing was he couldn't get past Lando Norris because you can't overtake at Monaco. Exactly, but how how many seconds was he off? He's got to have been like twelve, thirteen plus seconds behind behind the leaders. He was one second behind Lando Norris, just one second. Yeah, but I mean, collectively, La- Lando was like ten or eleven seconds behind, wasn't he? Behind uh, behind signs. Yeah, so, but yeah. you you can but only go I... as far. It's Monaco. You can only go as fast as the car in front because you can't get past them. So if if it was for position, he could have maybe been stuck behind Mazepin. He, he he did get within DRS of Norris, though. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, we got to talk at him at later. Uh, he's we'll right last. last. No, actually, sorry. Schumacher was last. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Vettel was driver of the day. Yeah, the, deservedly so. The five-star performance, as uh, Danny would say. Five-star. <laughs> yeah. Five-star. That, that, that was a shot. Like, in the stats and stuff, it went from like 18% on Max and Norris and stuff, and then suddenly, I know where he's at like 22, 23, 24%. Just bang. I am looking for the day that Mazepin wins voter of the, uh, driver of the day. It needs to happen. So, Rockin won driver of the season once. That's going to be like one of them things. It needs to happen. Where we just decide collectively to do it. <laughs> um, Gasly, the, 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 the fawn in Lewis Hamilton's side. So, I've. I voted for Gasly as my driver of who could have been the potential driver of the day. And, um, you know, it's just it's a quiet race. But, hey, it's a solid race and got a good result, got good points, and stayed ahead of Hamilton. Yeah, he did, he did phenomenal to keep Hamilton behind him. Obviously, great drive from Gasly. He put a second and a half or so on Hamilton in the end, I think, something like that. But still, still a good drive from him. Uh, expected more from his teammate, but we'll get to him in a minute. If we're going from a bunch of five-star performances, Danny, what do you rate Lewis Hamilton's performance in your star scale? Uh, a, a two, and I'm being generous because uh, the fastest lap of the race, he 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 earned it. But um, obviously, hearing on the radio him quitting, he pretty much quit during the race. I guess maybe thinking long term and saving the engine and stuff like that, but it was it was just a terrible race for him. Oh, terrible yeah. qualifying, terrible race. Uh, the lashing that he gave to the team, uh, you can tell he was very very angry. 
Well, they balls the strategy up big time. Bit cringy. They big yeah. time balls up that strategy, going for the undercut, knowing that all weekend Lewis had suffered with tri- with a tire warm up. Hence why he was doing like free lap, um, like free lap groups in a uh, in qualifying. Like his laps, he was not he he was needing two or three laps each time to get the uh, the tires up to temperature. Yeah, he just couldn't. He just couldn't turn them tires on at all, no matter what compound he was on. Um, but I don't know. I think the fact that he was saying, "Oh, you know, I'm just going to quit," and I'm going to, you know, Danny said he's saving the engine and stuff like that. It's not. He was pure. Like I'm a big Lewis Hamilton fan. But he was just purely outdrove the whole weekend. He wasn't he, he he didn't even turn up like at all. It was ridiculous to watch, you know. Especially when Bottas is outperforming him. Um, you know, that's like he should look at that and think, like, crap, how did that go? You know, this is a guy I'm making uh putting like a gap of like at least three tenths, four tenths, if not more, on every race qualifying um and then to just get absolutely outdriven is crazy yeah i mean outdriven that's the only way i could describe hamilton today and um large stroll strategy gamble harder tires or medium tires um and did well a fantastic job when you think about it uh climbed into the points and stuck there a uh, very special eighth place and good weekend for Aston Martin, all things considered, taking away uh, 14 points. Yeah, it's a good race, good strategy, helped them out. Hopefully, as a team, Aston Martin uh, turns the corner, get better results from them. But, uh, you know, Monaco is, again, it's Monaco. It's only Monaco that these results came in. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's the same as we had with Vettel. Like, this track suited their slower heavier downforce car it's you know you, you you've you've only got to look at that by the fact that a ferrari was on pole they're you know they're fourth fourth at best um but again it was a good drive by stroll but i you know i expected him to be up there with vettel maybe vettel's now coming into his own in that team where he's finally getting the grips with the car you know the team all that sort of stuff. Maybe he's pushing it in in his favour at the moment on a heads-up, like, one-to-one with Stroll. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, Ocon uh, is uh, another driver who's, for the large part of the season, been showing up his uh, multiple world champion teammate. Um, he's in the points again today. Ocon, did he make Q3 or was he Q2? Elimination. Oh, crap. Uh, crap. Hold on. No, I think he got out in Q2, no? What went? I think what got knocked out in Q two. Yeah, yeah, I think so actually too. Yeah, because it's terrible that well, it's terrible my, that we can't notes. even remember. <laughs> we just need. Where's our Irish fact checker when we need them? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ocon, good again, looking for point and uh, getting points. Um, uh, another one who was a candidate for driver of the day and had a five star performance was Giovinazzi. As a as a weekend went in a, a car that's not going to be all that competitive. He was consistently in the points. He kept the car in the point scoring positions for the last parts of the race, or a net point scoring position, and he qualified really well. I mean, was that Q3? Well, I can't think of the last time that Giovinazzi made it to Q3. Sometime, I don't know. I don't think he's ever been in Q3. I don't remember him. Must have been when the uh, Ferrari had the illegal engine. <laughs> oh, we're trying to ruin the Ferrari fans' day again. 
<laughs> Hi, Ferrari fans. Hi, Ferrari fans. Welcome hey, you back. got second. You got second. Yeah, but I, I genuinely think that if Leclerc had been up there as well, I think they would have got first and second. Mm. I think it would have been a Ferrari, a, a Ferrari day. If if Charles had been up there and not messed up the whatever part my Ferrari are saying it was and it isn't, um, it would have been a much better race for the Ferrari. Yeah. What do you think of Raikkonen's performance, eleventh? I think he's got to do more if he if he wants to show up Giovinazzi. It's the first part of the season. I was thinking, do you know what? Raikkonen's kind of got the, the upper hand on him, but as the last couple of races have gone, I'm I'm thinking Gio's found something. You know, don't get me wrong. They are a middle pack team, and you're only talking at probably about five tenths or whatever. But it in a car like that, and as packed as that midfield is, you know. I think he has got that upper hand on him. Ricardo, where'd you begin on how badly it's going? Terrible. Uh, it's just uh, just pretty pretty bad. Um, I do have a theory with Ricardo, and I feel that he's been a bit exposed. Um, maybe he is he is not the same driver as he was 2018 with Red Bull, the Honey Badger. Uh, maybe those two years at Renault kind of um, take the edge off. Messed up his his uh, natural ability. Took his, his natural ability. He's always Martin Brother calls him the the last of the late breakers. I don't see that. I haven't seen that happening in the past three years now. Yeah, consistently like it was with Red Bull. I, I just think that stint at Red Bull messed him up. Last season he had some moments, but this season oh, he, he's struggling. Yeah. He's he's really struggling. I know that apparently it's a characteristic. He says that he's never had in the car before in this McLaren. But either way, you've got to think. How is Daniel Ricciardo, someone who everyone touted as being a world champion driver, struggling so much and his teammate is flying? That's it. That's exactly it. You know, you're looking at Lando. Lando's getting podiums. And I think Danny Rick's highest finish was sixth, maybe, this season so far. Something mm-hmm. like that. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's like sixth or, or around there. Yeah, sixth. Yeah, he's... He's 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 had a couple of six six place finishes, um, but when your teammate is consistently fighting with the top three or four top four, you know you need to be doing something a bit better with the you know with with your car. Yeah, because I I generally think you put Lando the same as I think about Russell actually, although he's at the back of the field. But if you put Lando in a Mercedes or a Red Bull, man would be gone. Mm-hmm. I reckon if you put Lando in with Lewis. That, I watch think it, it. <laughs> I think that I think Lewis would get outdriven. I do. Oh, oh wow. That's a high Slow praise. Down. That's high praise. <laughs> I do. I no, but just just look at what he's doing with that car. It's he's he's wringing its neck every week. Fernando Alonso. Out in Q one. Needs to go back Finish to Spain. 13. Another snooze fest. <laughs> what was that? Another snooze fest of a race of his. Not much going on. Just stuck back there. They waited and waited, waited for something to happen in the race, and nothing happened. And at the end, he pit. He he pitted. I forget twenty laps to the end or something like that, mm-hmm. hoping yeah, for something yeah. to happen. Nothing ever came of it. That felt like the story of the race. Something to happen, but nothing ever came of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's this Alonso hype, and it's not really happened. It's just Alonso. Okay, yeah, he's back in F one. He's taken he, he's he's taken someone's seat uh, that could be doing 
like you know some some young driver from F two that didn't make it into this uh, into this season of F one due to paid drivers at various teams. Um, <laughs> it's it's this it's it's disappointing. And I like Alonso, but I like two thousand and six to two thousand and ten Alonso, not two thousand twenty one. Just there for the kicks of it. Yeah. yeah, which sadly is the problem. He's he's there for probably sponsorship money and endorsements and just as as a token f1 great driver i but i'm not i'm not being funny right i don't think you'll ever see lewis hamilton driving like in alpine or a Haas, you know he'll not drop down the he'll not drop down the order i see what you're that's saying. it if if you're not competitive at a level which you've previously won world championships why race Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of cut and dry, like black and white, but I I know there must be a like an adrenaline rush or driving an F one car. Hands down, it's probably a, a rush. But if if you're looking back to where you were fighting at the front and now you're fighting with Williams and Haas, it's it can't be enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, speaking of Williams, he saw the Schumacher name up there, and he decided to go take a. Take some runs again against another Schumacher. <laughs> so, well, you you wait until that's... next year when they develop a proper car. Hopefully, hopefully we really. get. Well, I don't know. It depends if it depends if Haas is even Haas next yeah, year. Yeah. That's true. And will it be Russian engineering? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, uh, wasn't it getting sold to? A, I, I saw a link. It might be sold to another NASCAR team. Hendrick. Um. Yeah, Hendrick. Yeah. And then you watch hmm. some of them Hendrick drivers pop over. Yeah, mate. We yeah, we we could see see some of them pop over for a few drives. <laughs> to be fair, we've just seen Jimmy Johnson in IndyCar. Maybe he's uh, training to get in the F1 car. That'd be interesting. Being an ex Hendrick driver, he, he is an ex Hendrick driver, isn't he? Because he drove the forty eight, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. However, if I if I'm wrong on that, I'll be slaughtered by uh, <laughs> the entirety of all of our. American listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we're still here. We're still here. <laughs> um, George Russell. I touted him for big things this weekend, and I thought with the, the Draggy Williams, there might be a chance of that. But it just did not pan out, really, did it? He got out. He still missed a Saturday getting out of Q1. But other than that, what else? <laughs> what else was there? I mean... You do look at races like this and go, oh, well, Williams are improving with him and Latifi, 14 and 15. I mean, they're ahead of Sonoda. They're ahead of the Hasses. You just keep expecting more. Yeah, you just keep <laughs> expecting more. You, you think by now they'd be starting to get past this. Yeah, it would have been really special to see them perform very well here at this race, the 750th Grand Prix anniversary. And again, it's just, maybe it was Monaco. Maybe it's just Monaco that is, is just so dreadful. It made everything it feel is. dreadful. It is it's exactly that, Danny. Monaco doesn't promote good racing. It creates a spectacle for millionaires and people sat on their yachts. That's all it is. It's just it's 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 revenue for the promoters and the businesses. It's not for race fans. Yeah, I mean, Lewis Hamilton said that Formula One's at a risk of uh, just turning into a playground for uh, for billionaires' kid children. Yeah, yeah. Billionaires Kids Club, um, they say, right? <laughs> Billionaires <laughs> Kids Club. Um, but no, I did expect more from Russell. 
Uh, I think one of the only positives you've got to take away is the fact that he's again beat Latifi. He's again made it uh, in a, you know, he, he he's made a decent run in qualifying. Um, and I think it is just a fact of, you know, it's like a Monaco curse, if you will, that it just gives pants racing. It's, it's just the way it is. And I think because we've seen what George can do in that Mercedes, I think that's part of our... Uh, Expectation, like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Part of our expectation is we know what he can do when he's when he's in a decent car, and you, and and he and he's he's another one like Lando. He's ringing that car like every week. He's trying to get the best he can out of it. He, you know, he's ringing its neck. He's getting every tenth out of it. Um, obviously, bar driving into you know a Mercedes driver. Other than that, he's had a really good season. I mean. The shape of Formula One for British drivers looks good after Lewis Hamilton retires with George and uh, and Lando. Like they, they are two supreme talents that have every race this season been extracting the maximum they could from that car. I think even in, in F2 as well, there's more There's more to come from F2 as well. There's some good drivers that will make it into F1 in the next couple of years as well that are British. Yeah, completely agree. Do drivers from F2, though, we, 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 we got caught out, I think, on the hype train here. And by that, I mean mostly me with uh, Yuki Tsunoda. I don't get it. He looked phenomenal at the start of the season, and now he just he doesn't capture my imagination anyway anymore. He's just he's at the back, and he looks like he's just going to be another Red Bull driver just spat out. Yeah, yeah, I, I bought into the hype as well a little bit. But yeah, he's. Uh, it's a shame because uh, Red Bull has had a good stretch of uh, really good drivers come out of their academy. But he looks like he's going to go off like Hartley and probably. Might whoa, be lucky if we whoa, see whoa, ahead. whoa, whoa, whoa! No, don't go give me that on Brendan Hartley. <laughs> you know we don't say that about Brendan Hartley. <laughs> hey, the guy's a Le Mans yeah. winner. He's a championship driver. Okay, he's he's legit. All right, but Formula Brendan One. Brendan Hartley uh, was done dirty by Red Bull. They did him dirty. He had the worst luck going. Brendan Hartley had the worst luck going. Yeah. We can't we cut? Sorry, I know. I know. Yeah, you obviously get, going back to to Yuki. Now <laughs> 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 gone. You you you, you on about Hartley gone? <sighs> Just, <laughs> I mean, we going about. I can go about Brendan Hartley all day. Um, I mean, the guy is. He was one of those drivers. You think. He could have had a better shot and a bit, a bit of luck, and we we go, oh, Brendan Hartley, he should be in F one still, but no one, no one says that because he had such a rough run of luck. And you look mm. at you look at drivers now, like Sonoda, who have replaced him from that replaced him from that academy. He's not having a rough run of luck. He's just having a rough run. He's just not doing well enough. That's it. Like I I was the same as all of us were. We all brought into the Yuki hype. He come out. Um, first one at the bar, Bahrain got top 10 you thought yeah you know top 10 first race this boy is on it and then it's been 12th 12th 11th 15th you know all that sort of stuff it's he's never really not even not even I wouldn't even call it 11th I think he's been bottom three at the finishes of the last last four races now I will check uh, Imola 12th uh, the Portuguese Grand Prix he was 15th Spanish, we've got him in last place. Monaco, well, we know what he did in Monaco, don't we? So, but yeah. But 
I think it's because we were all hyped for this, you know, young, crazy little F2 driver. Let's just get, you know, let's get on the hype train. And it's, it lasted one opening race. And now we're back to he's performing even worse than the the people that he's replaced. You know, at, at this point, I'd take Alex Albon back in that car. Let's face yeah. it. He was. No, a, I, I he, agree. He, he was already at Monaco. <laughs> Alex Albon's a much better driver. Um, and he's another issue with the Red Bull system though with forcing drivers through who weren't ready because they're whole high from within system and now they've got Perez in that car. Alex Alvin should be in uh, should be in the Alpha Tower in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. No love for Kvyat. Well, <laughs> no uh, Kvyat too. Kvyat, great driver. Yeah, he's very crashy. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. While, while Brennan Hartley had crashes. They were usually caused by suspension failure Engine or failure. Lance Stroll. <laughs> whereas, um, whereas um, the crashes that Kvyat had, he just dipped a wheel on the grass every now and again. <laughs> Speaking of someone who was crashy, um, this t- although this weekend wasn't crashy, um, Nikita Mazepin, um okay, granted, three laps off the pace along with uh, his teammate, but he, he finished above Mick this weekend. Uh, he kept out the barriers. He ran clean all weekend, really. Um, I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to turn... I don't think he's t- we don't get as far as saying he's turned a corner here, but um, because if he was turning a corner, he'd probably spin halfway around it. Um, <laughs> no, hey, one interesting thing about this race and Mazepin, there was no yellow flags in this race. There was no safety car in this race. First time uh, since 2009, I think. There was none of that. Mm. So, he's... yeah. Again... Nothing happened. <laughs> Adding to the dreadful no. race. But, uh, hey, man, it was safety cars to spice it up. He didn't create any trouble this week, uh, this race. Uh, he did He did get a He did get a black and white flag. Oh. He got a black uh, and white flag for track So limits. close. So didn't, close. Didn't, didn't, didn't quite a few drivers get black and white flags, though? For, um, uh, Lando got it. And Sonoda got, Sonoda got it. It was um, mainly turn 10, wasn't it? With the chicane, they were all getting it for. Yeah, track. It was really well. You you struggle anywhere else to get track limits at Monaco. Mm. I I was when I kept seeing the the track limits come up. I'm like, where, where, where are we <laughs> track limits? There's nothing but walls, mate. Like it's got to be down there. Um, but yeah, it 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 it, it was bad. I I thought my uh, Schumacher when he got his um, arms out and that in the first couple of laps when it and didn't let him pass and that I thought, yeah, you know, he's gonna stay ahead of him. Um but then it just it didn't, did it? It it just went wrong for like Schumacher had a rough ride of it though, because you mm. think he just he had just put in a brilliant lap in P three, put himself fourteenth, and then had found a way to put it into the wall. I mean he lost it big time, it was a big crash. It was a half a million dollar mm. crash. That's the level of damage that was apparently done, but the chassis was okay. Um that's a lot of dollars, isn't it? I think they've really that, got the that's bike, a lot of money. I know, it's insane. Especially when you, you look think, at yeah, a team was, like Haas. He ripped off two corners of the car. The chassis was fine, which is a relief, but still, it's, uh, yeah, not good. Um, the two non-classifieds, Valtteri Bottas and Charles Leclerc. Um, should we start with Bottas and then come back to the biggest story? Yeah. Tough luck. Um, it was, yeah, it was tough luck. Was it a threaded wheel nut on the axle? Yeah, they said the they said the the nut had threaded the axle some way, and there was no grip. I, I don't know. It's a weird the way they were explaining it, but um, his shit got stuck. 
<laughs> she got <laughs> fucked. Um, I I completely missed it. I was like, oh, this is boring. Uh, I get a little peckish. I'm going to go make a sandwich, <laughs> grab a bottle of Coke and some crisps. Uh, and then I come back and and he's out. So I had to play it back. I was like, I was like skip it back. Like, what the fuck happened? What did I miss? Like, what's going on? Um, and then and then I saw yeah, that I... and I was like, why? Why, Mercedes? What are, what are you doing? You see, I will, I will shamefully admit myself that I did see that happen. But that's because... Um, Ted Kravitz going, oh no, not another slow stop, or uh, it might have been even Crofty. Uh woke me up as I, I fell was asleep. I was going to say, did it, just did it jolt help. you awake? Like, ah, it jolted me awake. I actually, I fell asleep. Information on the TV, wake. <gasps> no. <laughs> wake, yeah, just like, oh no, not another slow stop for Valtteri Bottas. I'm like, oh, hang on, what now? What? Hang on, what? Oh, oh my God, I fell asleep. You were half expecting that to be, and Master Pence put it into the wall, he spun again. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm looking like I'm trying to work out where's Hamilton, what's going on with everyone else, what's going on, is there anyone else retired? No, nothing had changed. Like, it's like I hadn't fallen asleep. <laughs> just just that, the, what, the one thing. Just Bottas having a slow pit stop was the only thing that was different. It, it shows something, if you fall asleep in an F1 race, wake up and you haven't actually missed anything changing, like no track position or anything like that. <laughs> I also like the misleading um, the order of the grid on TV. And it showed everybody had green arrows. Everybody had moved up. At the bottom, you see Leclerc and you see Bottas. I was like, yeah, that's the positions everybody made because two of the top, what, two of the top three drive, yeah, two of the top that's three it, cars yeah. did not start or finish this race. Why didn't they push the grid up? Why did they leave it empty? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I assume it's because it happened so late. Everyone was set up. And everyone's going to be leaving rubber out of their grid box. So if you say, okay, you're all going to form, out, form up in pole position, no one's going to leave any rubber behind when they, te- when they set off on their practice start. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe, but it's... Also, it's like all the balls and stuff are out. Mm. I'm ready. Um, did, what? Did, um, you, can't, you, can't, you, you can't change a board? You can't change one number on a board? <laughs> didn't Leclerc do an True. installation lap <laughs> and it was at the installation lap that the car yeah it, it installation lap he, yeah. he realised the issue mm. so yeah it's, it promised so much this race it did and then delivered very very little very little because Ferrari mechanics and just the Inenviable uh, wall wall layout. I'll be honest. I expected Max to hit that curb and go straight into the wall where he did a few years ago, like more than twenty times. I was like, he's like he was close. You you would be lucky if there was any uh, logo still left on them tires. A fact. I tell you, who wasn't close to those barriers was Hamilton. Uh, He was taking it so safely. Yeah. But it's like Danny said, he, you know, he kind of checked out halfway through. You know, there was nothing in him for it, you know, nothing in there for him in this race other than a top 10 and maybe a fastest lap, which he got. Um, I mean, Lewis... That's yeah. it. Lewis Hamilton was so far off the apex there that he probably would be the only driver who would have been possible to overtake because he left such a gap. Mm. Well, Stroll did. He kept jumping uh, the second part of that... Uh... Chicane. 
Yeah, no, he was he was squaring it up, wasn't he? I was like, any day now, he's gonna hit it. I, I even mentioned in the Discord chat, um, which everybody should join our Discord chat. Um, I was like, I feel an accident coming soon. Maybe, maybe, hopefully, a crash will come soon. Something that happened, but no. That's it. It's bad when you're wishing safety cars and crashes just to just to have an interesting race, or not not even interesting, but just to spice it up mm-hmm. a bit. You know. Yeah. Bring 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 back the sprinkler Bernie idea. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I'd have taken anything. By lap twenty, I was like, uh, "I'm done. This is. I'll I'll catch the highlights." But being that I paid for my F1 size Sky subscription, I had to watch the whole race. <laughs> and I, I have one more thing to say um, about the boring Monaco. Um, if people think that all of Hamilton's wins are boring. Uh, I have an announcement. Max's races aren't going to get any more exciting. Uh, Abu Dhabi 2020, that w- race was another bore fest. And now Monaco 2019, it's another, uh, 21, I mean, it's another bore fest. Um, I, lights to flag, yeah. lights to flag victories yeah. seem to always be quite boring. And they're always when the front runners are taken out. Do you know what I mean? Like when there's no one to compete with him, in a way. But I think we we are going to see if, if if we see some proper Lewis and Max battles on on fast tracks, not Monaco bloody slow mo tracks. Um, like you know, we're going to see some decent driving from them both, and I think we're going to end up with some close close driving. And unless Max is willing to push it as far as Lewis is, heads up, he's not going to get him. Um. I feel we covered everything. Great. Let let me just check my notes from the race real quick. Um, oh wait, there is none. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, it's uh, it's time to end. Um, we hope you uh, we hope you found some enjoyment over the the race weekend. Uh, hopefully, some through our podcast. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? When a when you don't get a good race, it's hard to. Uh, I think it's hard for anyone creating F one content to. To find stuff to talk about, um, but if well, I'll be uh, yeah, I'll be really interested to see uh, all the meme videos for this yeah. race. Um, I assume they'll be very short. Um, I'd be interested to find out why the FIA takes so long to investigate anything. They got drag it out for suspense. They were dragging uh, it out for suspense. I think I think they left. That's it. I think they left it suspense when it's cut and dry. Oh, we we'll just leave them hanging. We leave that little. That little tiny orange logo by his name for as long as we can, um, <laughs> and then do absolutely jack shit about it. And with that, well, <laughs> like I say, we'll, we'll finish wrapping up the podcast. Um, if you want to reach out and connect to us, you can find us on Facebook as Formula One Fans UK. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Formula One Fans UK. Uh, there's a link to in the bio of this podcast. Um, you can connect with. Us find all our socials through there you can find our discord you can find our nico rosberg signed hat raffle um and our shop and everything else um and the new t-shirts and the new t-shirts the new yeah. club t-shirts as uh, get that or the, new, the new group t-shirts as mentioned last week um yeah uh, until next time thank you very much for listening uh goodbye goodbye catch you later
It smells fantastic. 